Entrepreneur on Fire 469. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. You know you get those phone calls that are worth a thousand bucks? Never miss one again. Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. When you have more than 270,000 designers at your fingertips, the sky is the limit for your design. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Robbie Friedman. Robbie, are you prepared to ignite? Of course. (laughs) All right. Robbie is a co-founder of Viewabell, a cloud-based technology that enables clients to manage and monitor their legal bills in real time, bringing transparency to an opaque industry. Viewabill works within a firm's existing infrastructure, allowing clients to see billing as it is entered within a firm system. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Robbie. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure. I'm a former lawyer. I went to law school just like many people did at one point in life. (laughs) And um, I was working for a large firm in New York City doing corporate law. And, you know, I noticed that um, we were spinning our wheels a lot, doing things that the clients weren't expecting or or weren't anticipating or didn't want to pay for. And um, when I went out to practice on my own, I realized that there, there has to be a better way to kind of align the, the expectations of lawyers and their clients. And that's how Viewable started with my partner currently, who David, who was a uh, client of mine. We were sitting over on a Friday night having scotch, and we realized there's got to be a better way to do this. And um, we, we came up with the concept of Viewable to ensure that lawyers and their clients have better relationships and more, more meaningful relationships. Uh, there's a lot of artificial tools out there that lets clients, you know, pay easier or law firms charge easier. But what we wanted to do was just build the client attorney relationship the same way that David and myself as friends were able to build our friendship in the context of the attorney client relationship. And, um, that's really that. That's Viewable's goal, just to give that platform of transparency because we believe it helps everybody. So, Robbie, I love having conversations with entrepreneurs who have developed a product or a service off of a void or a pain that they felt was not being fulfilled in the marketplace. And, you know, Entrepreneur on Fire story was one of me being stuck in traffic, running out of podcast, realizing there had to be a better way. There had to be a seven day a week podcast interviewing inspiring successful entrepreneurs and stepping up and filling that void and here's viewable this is you realizing with one of your clients over a scotch on a friday night that hey there has to be a better way and then creating that service that is the better way that's the answer to the issues that you saw out there in the marketplace and that's why we live in exciting times robbie so i'm really personally stoked to delve into your entrepreneurial journey you know starting 
back before law school, through law school, as a lawyer, and then what you have with Viewable. But before we do, we start every Entrepreneur on Fire interview off with a success quote because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling, Robbie. So take it away. There's a quote that I live by both personally and professionally, and it's a, it's a Peter Drucker quote. And it's, there's nothing so useless as doing efficiently that, that which should not be done at all. And, you know, both in the context of my, of, of Viewbill as a startup and how we prioritize our own tasks and our own development goals, it's not just, are you doing things efficiently? It's, should you be doing it at all? And this, this quote sits in the back of my mind always because, you know, if you're, if you're doing the wrong thing correctly, you're helping nobody, including yourself. And, um, you know, in a, in a roundabout way, that's, that's our mantra for, for everything that Viewbill does, but also for the way we manage it over here. If you're doing the wrong thing incorrectly, you're helping no one. Robbie, I love that quote for so many reasons, and I love the Peter Drucker quote that you shared as well. It's so true as entrepreneurs. We need to focus on really solving a real problem the right way. So, Robbie, you're our spotlighted guest today, so let's turn the focus onto you and your entrepreneurial journey, because, man, you've had quite the journey. I mean, law school, a lawyer, now you're an entrepreneur. Let's talk about a failure. And Robbie, tell us a story. Really take us down to the ground level and share with us a time that you failed. Tell us that story, Robbie. And most importantly, the lessons you learned from that. First of all, I'm a newish entrepreneur. I think in terms of entrepreneurship, I have no business being an entrepreneur. I have no <laughs> entrepreneurial background, no tech background. I was a lawyer. I was first a law student, then a lawyer. And typically, lawyers do not make good entrepreneurs. You know, I'm sure there's, there's many reasons, but one reason is lawyers try to make the world fit around their view as opposed to make their view fit around the world. Ooh. And, um, you know, one thing that, that we did when we launched Viewable was we thought that the main target would be, you know, the everyman who uses legal services and the small lawyer, small attorney or small law firm who has those small clients. So we set out with a plan to kind of democratize legal services, or at least transparency. What we found was that, yes, the, the everyman obviously has a need for this type of transparency, but it's bigger than that. It applies to the Fortune 500 companies. It applies to the AMLA 100 firms. And if we did not adjust very quickly to at least enable that and, and you know, make that scalable and apply equally to the small firms, large firms, small clients, large clients, we would have never gotten anywhere. And I think that you know, launching with one focus was our biggest kind of misstep to this point. But very quickly, we realized that, no, we have to respond to what the market is telling us and we very, very quickly adjusted to allow for larger clients, larger firms, which, you know, it's not just a, an interface thing. It's an entire outlook. And because we were, we were, I don't know if we were smart enough to be flexible or stupid enough to be flexible, but whatever it was, we were flexible. Learning from that kind of launch mistake was something that I'll always look back on as a time where 
I'm glad that we listened to what people were telling us and not just forcing our own view on the world. It's a great life lesson, Robbie, and one that I love to bring up and talk about as a theme during these interviews, and it's that Eric Ries lean startup method. And as entrepreneurs, if we can just create a minimally viable product and then take that minimally viable product and get it out there to our customers as quickly as possible, then Robbie, they'll tell us what's wrong with it. They'll tell us what they're really looking for. Then we can pivot and adjust instead of the old mentality, which is create something huddled behind closed doors and then just launch it after having put in a ton of time, energy, effort, and money into it and potentially find out that it's not what the actual client market wants at all. So you guys were agile. You made different adjustments as you went forward, and that's really powerful stuff. And the ability to do that, Robbie, really marks you as an entrepreneur on the move, which is really impressive and very important. So really boil it down for us, Robbie. What's one lesson that you would like Fire Nation, the listeners here today to walk away from, from your experience during that failure, during that struggle moment? The biggest lesson is sometimes you have to step back, turn off your phone, turn off your your email, and just allow yourself to think for whether it's 12 hours or whether it's 12 days. Nothing's going to happen in that period. Give yourself the time to think and you'll come up with a solution. But if you just keep moving forward in a direction that may or may not be correct, you're at least going to miss the opportunity to, to you know, look introspectively at what you're doing and make those adjustments. So you, you have to tune out that noise, and I think that's the most important thing and, and the most difficult thing for, for new entrepreneurs. Tune out the noise of all the distracting things around you and be laser focused on what your target market, your ideal customer wants. That would kind of be what I would add to that. And I think it's really important and powerful how you guys exhibited those qualities in creating Viewable and making it something that you could pivot on the move. And Robbie, let's go to the other end of the spectrum now because, listen, you shared a great failure that we have all learned from, and it's a great lesson, but you've also had aha moments. You've also had light bulbs that have gone off at some point in your journey, and I want you to share with Fire Nation one of those moments. Really tell us that story. You know, maybe it was the idea of you, Bill. Maybe it was something completely different. This is your story. This is your choice, but tell Fire Nation a story now and Tell us the steps that you took to take that idea and turn it into success. Sure. So, you know, that, that one fateful night where my partner David and I were sitting over scotch. What type of scotch was it? I mean, you write this down. It was probably an Akintoshin 18. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> so, you know, we, we were sitting there talking about this and... I was a lawyer, he was a, he was a client, and we, we started to talk about the concept of transparency. And obviously, that's where the idea for Viewable came out of. But as we continue talking about it, you know, he was looking at it from a client's perspective, which was, we have to make sure that the clients are able to monitor the firms. I was looking at it from a law firm's perspective, which was, if the client's know what I'm doing as a lawyer, then that will make my relationship stronger with the clients and, and will also ensure that I'm doing work that I'll get paid for. And the aha moment was that 
Viewbill could, should, and does work for both sides. You know, the, the client and the attorney have the same incentives to make the relationship work. And Viewbill is built to accommodate the needs of both, you know, the service provider, who's the law firm, and, and the consumer of those services, which is the client. And to my knowledge, we're one of the only uh, softwares in the legal space that is, neutral, is, is a neutral platform. And we could help the firms you know, project manage and work with their clients. And we could help their clients ensure that everything is transparent and within expectations. And you know, coming at it from both those points of view was was probably our biggest aha moment realizing that if we create the platform we can let people and firms do whatever they want we just have to create that neutral platform for both of them powerful stuff robbie and i love how you explained the neutral aspect of it because you had the client's perspective you had the lawyer's perspective and you were really working on how to mold the two and Robbie, it's been quite some time since we've done this on Entrepreneur on Fire, but I just kind of had a little burst of inspiration to ask you to tell us this story. And maybe it's a good one. Maybe it's a bad one. Maybe it's a quick one. Maybe it's a long one. But Robbie, tell us the actual story behind coming up with the name Viewabell. Like really share with us like how that name came. Was it just an aha moment in the shower? Was it something you went back and forth with? I mean, it's just such a great name that you must have been stoked when you came up with it. Tell us the background. So th- there's no great story behind <laughs> the name. Um, the, the name, we, we were kicking around names for a long time. And, you know, it, it started to feel a little bit like a Dilbert cartoon where we're focusing more on the name than on the concept. For, so for, typical. For, for a period of time and um eventually you know we we knew we wanted it to be a name that has some meaning you know we didn't want to just merge some some letters together and say oh yeah we're you know blah 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 co even though that name might be (laughs) cute and catchy so we knew we wanted to be a name that had some some meaning and and told the the audience a little bit about, about what we did. And, um, you know, we had a roster of probably 20 names that we were kicking around. What were some of your other close to winners? Visibil, Legibil. You had settled on a bell. It had a nice sound to it. Yeah, I agree. Eventually we just started using the name and seeing which ones felt right. And Viewbill just felt right. Um, it didn't hurt that we could get the domain name as well. As well, right. that's plays a lot bigger role than most people think. And I actually just read this whole article about trademarking and and really getting the domains and how big a part domain capture actually is when people are now naming their companies. It's phenomenal. Like people might come up with a great name and if they can't get that dot com, then they move on to a different name. So that's really a fascinating twist. And I think Fire Nation should really kind of think about that and uh, consider that when going through your naming, their naming process. But another powerful thing that I really want to focus on is 
how much time and effort most people spend on the actual name. I mean, if it was visible or viewable, it wasn't going to make or break Robbie and what they were doing because it's all about the product itself. And the focus needs to be on the product, on the service, on the quality. So Fire Nation, if anything is holding you back, do not let it be the naming, the branding, the logo. Those things can all develop over time. I've changed my logo for Entrepreneur on Fire six times and I probably have a couple more in me just in 2014. But what you need to do is start producing great content, start producing quality products and services, and that is what's going to make or break your company. So Robbie, let's really boil it down because you share with Fire Nation a great aha moment, a great light bulb that went off, and all the experiences that surrounded that. But share with us in just one sentence what the most powerful takeaway is when you look back upon that period in time that Fire Nation can walk away with. The most important thing I've learned is don't think about it too much. If you think about it too much, you're going to scare yourself. You, you have to balance your anxiety and your, your kind of risk-taking or entrepreneurial spirit and just let it go. And if it fails, you'll, you'll have another idea the next, the next you know, week. But um, you, you are your own person, and if you have ideas, they'll come to you. Your idea is not who you are. Love that. And Robbie, let's focus on this next question because it's a challenge for a lot of my guests to answer because it's kind of a curveball, but I'm just curious for you, what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? I think that my proudest entrepreneurial moment happened this last, last week, which wow. was we, um, you know, we launched in March 2013 and we launched with what I think we would all call a minimum viable product. Um, and last week we released our new website, our new product that at least in my opinion is one step past that launch product or, you know, it might be many steps past it, but it's one, you know, chronological step past it. And to me, that felt like the first time where we're making it not, I hope we'll make it. And it, it felt like once, once you get to the point where you're tweaking and building new user interfaces with new kind of underlying philosophies, it's, it's that, that kind of validation that you're in it, not that you're trying to get in it. So Robbie, you obviously with that last statement have a lot of exciting things going on right now. Can you share with Fire Nation one thing that's just really exciting you today? The most exciting thing is that we are becoming a standard part of the attorney-client relationship, Ooh. which was our dream. You know, we, we never said we have to be part of every single attorney-client relationship. We just wanted to be an acceptable part of the process. And, you know, our, our product, at least to some people, sounds offensive because transparency, you know, might imply that somebody's hiding something. And especially when it comes to legal services, there's, there's been a status quo for 50 years or 60 years. Um, the fact that we now have large corporations, large law firms who are taking it seriously and, and looking at how they can really refine their own processes to work viewable in is very exciting development that's 
you know, ongoing right now. I mean, what's exciting to me as an outsider is just that I can see law firms utilizing this as a selling point to their potential clients saying, hey, and by the way, we are one of the, these firms that are incorporating Viewable because we want you to have full transparency into exactly what you are paying for. And to me, that's a huge selling perk. If I was to go against two competing law firms as a client and one was using Viewable and one was not, and the second one couldn't give me a good reason why they weren't, why would I ever go with a firm that's not being transparent? Exactly. And um, would you ever pick a credit card company that didn't didn't let you see your charges in real time? <laughs> no, because I have to open up my bill and I'm like, why is that dollar amount that high? And I have to go through and be like, oh, because I just spent $83 at Starbucks last week. I, I forgot about that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, just knowing that you can spot check during during the course of the billing cycle makes all the difference emotionally and mentally to people like ourselves. Absolutely. And I mean, receiving a $12,000 bill from a law firm, I mean, is pretty daunting for a lot of people. And for me, just paying that, I'm going to be like, what am I really paying for here? But to really have it broken down and be like, okay, well, yeah, they had to spend this many hours studying the back case law and this many hours actually going out and talking to people and, and interviewing and making these phone calls. Then I feel better about the whole process. And it truly is a win-win. And Robbie, we're going to take a minute here to thank our sponsors. I have a pretty packed schedule. Between my interviews, running my own mastermind tribe, and providing new content daily to my podcasting community, Podcasters Paradise, I just barely have time to skim the surface on a ton of other projects I have in mind for Entrepreneur on Fire. But as entrepreneurs, I know we're all busy with this sort of stuff. Running your own business isn't easy. Otherwise, everyone would do it. You have a lot to manage, including setting your own strategies, creating goals, and actually launching products and services so you can monetize. As you know, things like logos, website design, and other graphics are an important part of the overall process. That's why I love knowing that I can visit 99designs for all my design needs. Their system is incredibly user-friendly, the process is lots of fun, and the turnaround time, incredibly fast. You could be choosing your next design in as little as seven days. Go check it out for yourself. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. I don't receive a ton of phone calls here at Entrepreneur on Fire, but when I do, they're important ones. For example, if I agree to do a joint venture, I always like to get on the phone and chat with a person to learn more about them. But with how crazy my schedule can get sometimes, I'm simply not always by my phone. Sure, someone can easily hit my voicemail and leave me a message, but it's not very professional, nor do I always see it right away. And I'm big on response time, especially if it means a missed opportunity. That's why I rely on eVoice to transcribe my voicemails and send them directly to my inbox. Even if my phone isn't right next to me, I'm still guaranteed to see the message come through my email, and then it's really easy for me to jump on the line and call the person back. Want to experience the same efficiency for your business? Go to evoice.com, enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. This is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning rounds. Because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, FIRE Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Great, yeah. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? 
a job. The golden handcuffs? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I um, you know, it's hard to hard to leave a law firm when A, you like what you're doing, B, you like the people you're doing it with. But, you know, when you look down the road and you see you're gonna be doing the exact same thing in the next five, ten years, it's hard to say, okay, I'm gonna step out of it now. What is the best advice, Robbie, you've ever received? Don't think about it too much. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I turn off my phone, my email, and my internet when I have to focus. Can you share an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I'm not a coder. I'm not a developer, but I do think I have a good design aesthetic. And one thing that I'm able to use is Balsamic to do mock-ups and, and put my ideas onto paper or onto computer. And um, I use Balsamic at least once a day. Nice. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Robbie Friedman. And Robbie, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? I think it's probably Who's Got Your Back by um, Keith Ferrazzi. Nice. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing business audiobook like this for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Robbie, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would probably plant myself in front of my, my laptop. I might buy a better monitor with that 500 bucks. Yeah. And um, I would just listen to, you know, TED Talks, EO Fire podcasts, and, and, you know, kind of take stock of my inspiration for the next step. Wow. Well, Robbie, I love that answer. So <laughs> thank you. But I just really enjoyed listening to your journey. And I mean, the stories of going from the lawyer in a big corporation in Manhattan to an entrepreneur with an incredible product that's gaining traction is truly inspiring for all of Fire Nation. I have no doubt. So share with us one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. You can always find us, obviously, at viewabill.com, but we also have a, a, a special email address that's concierge at viewabill.com that if you have any questions or need any sort of personal assistance with your law firms or you're seeking transparency or you have any questions, um, I would encourage you to just email whatever that is to concierge at viewabill.com. And, um, you know, let's have a conversation about it and, and build that relationship. Boom. And what's the parting piece of guidance? The parting piece of guidance, sit down, turn, turn everything off, and just with a pen and paper, identify some problems that you see. Write those problems down. Think about them. Think about what's stopping you from taking that next step. Then just go do research online and see if that problem has been solved a better way than you're thinking about it. And if not, you, I think you have your next idea.
Well, Robbie, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter Robbie in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. Robbie, thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. Podcasters Paradise is everything we thought it would be and more. Do you know we have over 350 active members who are sharing their best techniques and tactics in the forum and even connecting outside Paradise to exchange honest reviews in iTunes and be guests on each other's shows? Having a community of like-minded entrepreneurs can make all the difference. Learn about Paradise today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 